One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I love my hometown as much as Motown, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble on Football Ramble Daily. Liverpool beat Spurs again. Palace drop points at Arsenal and Leicester kept a clean sheet at Southampton. Do you see what I did there? It was good. Kind of. Very, very solid performance at the back by Leicester. (laughs) I think think that's probably been been forgotten. In in tough conditions. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Marcus Speller, Jim Campbell, Pete Donaldson, and Portsmouth fan Luke Moore is here. That match just seems such a long time ago, because we were obviously doing a live show on the the evening, and uh, I just think that uh, we shouldn't talk Stop. about it because it's such we're, a long time ago we're still doing yeah. it such a long time ago <laughs> yeah we're still doing it feels it. irrelevant now doesn't yeah. it Luke what more can be said Luke Moore does the expression dog with two dicks well I won't go into, won't go into too <laughs> much detail because I know you're um, you're covering it on this week's Blizzard's Greatest Games so, <laughs> <laughs> on Saturday well, at least I'm, I'm covering it personally to make sure you do um, but no yeah I, I have to say when, you, when you're a uh, Look, I'm here in a professional capacity today. Of course you are. Not as a Portsmouth fan. <laughs> Very big smile. But if I take that professional hat off yes. and put my Portsmouth fan hat on, uh-huh. um, it's got a bell on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a clown hat. Uh, 
you know, it was it was greeted by some with some uh, some mm-hmm. enjoyment by me when I saw it. Well, they equaled the uh, biggest win in, in Prem history, but the win was the biggest ever victory by an away side in the English top flight ever in a league match in the 131 history of wow. the football league. That's amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Amazing. Big scores used to be fairly common, didn't they? As, well, they as we know, from, from back in the back in the old CP that, days. That really, but, I mean, that is amazing. Yeah. 131 years. That's incredible. And in the top flight. Yeah. And you know, there's a couple of things. You know. Jamie, I think it was Jamie Carragher who said, because obviously, obviously I watched the game back. You know, <laughs> Jamie Carragher said, at some point when you get these big results or these big defeats, it becomes less about the attacking team and more about the defending team. Because mm-hmm. there's, oh, yeah. there's that tipping point, isn't yes. there? You go four, five, nil up, mm-hmm. and then it very much depends on what the defending team behave like. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to say, I mean, this is not going to carry any weight coming from me for obvious reasons, but it was kind of disgraceful the the way they they conduct themselves poor. and and I did actually feel genuinely very sorry for Ralph Hasenhutel afterwards one for two reasons one because he looked shell shocked as you'd expect uh-huh. and looked very upset and he's obviously a very highly rated manager and there can be no yeah. doubt that if he if he walked away today he would go into another good job he kept them up the last season people people like him and he's very highly respected in the game of course secondly who's the last person you want to see <laughs> grinning across yeah. his face walking up to you after that fucking Jeff Shreves you had to do three and a half minutes with Jeff Shreves oh, afterwards God, imagine how long that feels in many ways that's worse that's than the, the game think about it right if you, if you just won the lottery and uh, I don't know we just been given your own chat show and blah 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 and everything was great and then they said oh can you just talk to Jeff Shreves for a minute mm. You'd be, it would drag you down yeah. that's, that's a right? real, yeah. real insight into your yeah. ambitions that Sorry, uh, just been given your own chat. You've just won a, you've just won a nice new car. Whatever you want, <laughs> um, someone's paid off your mortgage or your rent for that. Year, whatever. Let's get things straight with Marcus Speller. Okay, mm. let's move on then. <laughs> you're pissed all over that. Uh, th- but Jeffrey, th- an awful man. But yeah. I think that uh, also the last thing you want as a Southampton fan as well is um, for Jamie Vardy to have the right to reply. Well, and, oh, and, yeah. and that's the other thing about it that that's definitely bears kind of revisiting is is the the desire and intent to make a statement on Leicester's part. Mm. I, mean, I mean, I think it was Marcus, as you just pointed out, I think after the eighth goal, mm-hmm. they're getting the ball up. Yeah. Going, get, grabbing the ball, trying to score more. My highlight of, of, of that attitude was after Jamie Vardy's second goal, which might have been the sixth or seventh, we obviously lost count of, of what happened when. Um, as soon as he put it in, Ozzy Perez smashed it back into the net. It's like, hey, it doesn't count, but let's bang it back in there. <laughs> they might not, they might not be able to keep up. Well, <laughs> when, they, when they were sort of five or six, Johnny Evans was saying, hang on, we could go for the record here. Yeah. And yeah. my goodness, didn't they want it? Oh. Every goal they scored. Now, I know people, Gleeful. one or two people have said, well, hang on, people, um, I don't want to get into this, but why were they celebrating every goal when the US women were, were criticised? I think it's a fair comparison, although I think it's, it's slightly different. But uh, Vardy... Ayose Perez score. Exactly, yeah. Ayose <laughs> Perez is, his numbers. Well, he's got to celebrate everyone he gets. <laughs> but Vardy, I think, had, I, had been given a bit of stick from the home fans. Yeah. And why would you do that? I know. Like, <laughs> learn, yeah. like, like flipping, chant his name in an affectionate way. Yeah, if anything. Yeah. But he, but he was like, even when he scored the ninth, he was still, he put his finger to his lips and said, "Oh, you're a bit quiet now." Yeah. And I will tell you why that that's funny. That 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 kind of gives you um, a little look into into Jamie Vardy is because he's not saying, "Ah, it's nine nil." He's basically, "I've scored." Yeah. So yeah. every every kind of it, it, that is a classic case of we've scored right nil nil. Yeah, the, top, the, the same top, job, the, same the, job. Yeah, the yeah. top strikers that won't care if it's a, a winner in the last minute to win one 0 or if it's mm. the ninth goal yeah. on a nine 0 route. They They're always just want to. They just want to score. Um, 
I, I was, Evan's pointing at the ball as well. Yeah. Come on, get on with it. We've only got two hat-tricks in the team. <laughs> Can we all agree that like, when you lose like, to, in that manner at home, it's nothing to do with the coach. It's to mm. do with the players. Because whatever, yeah. whatever tactics you stick out there, it's, I mean, mm. you'd expect them to give a decent account of themselves. And on, on, on the celebration thing, I, I don't propose to regard this in great detail unless, unless you guys want to, of course. But it is very different to the US women's team because these are two teams playing their trade in the same league. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. got roughly the same resources and they're, and they're going out there playing a competitive game. The yeah. US and against the, the Thai women's in the World Cup, was it, it's night and day. I mean, the, the, the advancement of the game in the country in general, the level of the players, mm-hmm. the, the, the level of recompense, all the rest of it. So I, think, I do think it is vastly different. I don't think there's anything wrong at all with celebrating as many goals as you like in, in a league fixture. I think that's, that's perfectly, perfectly reasonable. Yeah. But I, I wonder what happened at half-time with Southampton because obviously they went in, to, they went in five, was it 5-0 down? Mm. And the old adage about the manager saying to them, look, game's gone now, we're down to 10 men, mm-hmm. but we are at home, we're in front of our own supporters, we need to try and win this second half, we need to get come out of it with a draw. And they, they were just as bad in the second half. I mean, it was, yeah. it was, it was uh, obviously it was embarrassing, but it, it kind, of, kind of, I wonder whether it's one of those things on the Monday where he goes into the work again, Hansen and thinks, I don't know if I know these players as well as I thought I knew them, yeah. because they've probably undone quite a lot of hard work. Um, and it's easy to forget this is where a team who are performing way below their level under the last coach yeah. and Hartsnick came in and kind of sorted them out mm-hmm. but if they're going to down tools like that in such a manner it's really worrying for them they're I, in the relegation zone as it is I think part of that though comes from the fact that normally when you see these sort of results the, the attacking team ease off a bit in the second half and Leicester very pointedly and decidedly didn't do that they were as you say Marcus they were out to go for the record yeah. because they are a team like that aren't they they're trying to make a lot of noise because it, it suits them uh, you know Leicester are it's such an entertaining side, like on and off the pitch. So but often. they should be aiming for third, as we said. Well, well exactly. So goal yeah. difference might make a difference. They probably, you know, they, they, they were effectively in a hen house, weren't they, at that point? So oh, they're just yeah. just tearing up everything they can. One person I would love to have seen after the game would be Ryan Bertrand. Like at that point, he, he just must have thought. Are you all mental? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry I get sent off, but come I, on. I shouldn't make that much <laughs> yeah. of a difference. I'm, I'm yeah. actually a really good player. Yeah. <laughs> I'm We're a one-man team. There's a good opportunity for Sam to get back on the horse, though, because next game they're away at Man City. <laughs> and then they follow that, Jim, they follow that with the game away at Man City. So right. um, something to look forward to, I think. Yeah. Yeah. In backstage, uh, what, Give it gigs what, sh- what show is at Leeds on Newcastle? Newcastle. We Newcastle, were already right. Newcastle. Uh, just backstage, uh, the, the the mask of professionalism had uh, yeah. dropped from Luke's face, and he went incredibly tribal uh, for about five minutes. In, in the interval, oh, yeah. I was like, "Say to Charlie, get that game on a stream <laughs> in here, <laughs> get it on here now. <laughs> I cannot miss this." Yeah, yeah. So you, I watched you, it back anyway, guys. Yeah. Don't worry. Why not? Yeah, you were, you were so happy, you were angry. It was mm. it was weird. Mm. I tell you something. There's apparently no there's no danger of Arsenal at all losing a job or leaving or anything. No. Apparently, well, I wouldn't. The latest. That's the latest news. But what I mean, what is Pep Guardiola going to say to Nathan Redmond then when yeah. they play them? <laughs> yeah. Why did you start? I mean, he, he nearly scored at what six or seven nil or something. So maybe, maybe Guardiola enjoyed that. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, well, yes. So Southampton fans, we're going to move on now. We're going to move on. Well, I'm going to admit. Okay. <laughs> well, I, Bristol Rovers too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, I, I mean, that's it. Was Championship uh, 
kind of stuff from Leicester City there. Uh, let's move on then to Liverpool 2. <laughs> They're on the verge. Spurs 1. Well, Liverpool uh, win, so they stay eight points above Brendan Rodgers, uh, Leicester City, and, and six above Pepe G and his gang. Mm. But it's important for Liverpool because when Leicester are, are winning games like that, that mm. Liverpool are going to have to keep yeah. on winning. Put the frighteners up them. Indeed. Uh, and uh, and I think Jordan Henderson epitomised that when he, when he knew the situation. So he scored his first goal at Anfield since December 2015. Oh, wow. Which is quite... Uh, it's quite, it's quite a fortunate goal, I thought, <laughs> bouncing over it's the been, player. He took it well. He took it well, but like, it bounced that, over... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't see by the replay whether it came off his. Actually, it looked a bit of a shinner, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. but I think he's deliberately hitting it into the ground. And whenever anyone does that, you are you're opening up the whole. I'm going to say chaos vortex because I don't know what else to say. <laughs> it's definitely not that, but you know, you're, you're deliberately trying to make it difficult for the keeper on you. He that's it. That guided it better. into the net quite quite nicely. Yeah. Spurs straight out the traps. I mean, it was a better oh, yeah. performance from Spurs overall. Ha- Harry Kane is a Christopher Guest level improviser. Like that was oh, yeah. that was fantastic. Mm. The, the finish there. The, the, you know the. the the forethought to just be mm. ready for such a strange situation. Mm. Well done, him. Well, yeah, and you think the about reaction the, was amazing. It mm. was. You think about the sun chance, you know, yeah. 2 0 off the bar. No, I know Liverpool that was, had that them. was hard, and I think it, he, he's been given credit for that, you know. It well, was very it, wide. Absolutely. I think the point I'm making is that, uh, you know, a few inches and it would have been 2 0. Although I Mane missed a good chance, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But Gazzaniga it was much better. Gazaniga was, was great in goal, but it was a lot better from Spurs. So I think Spurs mm. fans. After the sort of the Red Star win and then and then that game, do, do you think it was a lot to... better? Yes. Mm, okay. Well, when I say a lot, but it was it was you can definitely see it was a better performance than what they've been putting in because had they have played uh, Liverpool away, I know a few even, weeks even ago. a few weeks yeah, ago, yeah, the, yeah, the intensity of their performance was was better. Uh, I mean, obviously, they lost the game, so there was going to be a bit disappointed. Yeah, but the um, penalty was mad, wasn't it? Oh, it was definite penalty. Yeah, it was. But I can't this, believe people the, the who were saying of it. Like it, 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 it got his legs tangled up. Have you never seen Oria play before? <laughs> the man is a walking. Roy Keane referring to the fullbacks as dumb and dumber. I thought oh, that was a bit harsh. Yeah, surprisingly unoriginal from Roy. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. but Oria is an absolute liability. Oh yeah, he's a liability. Oh, of course, he's. A, but it's. I mean, it's very rare that you see a player get his legs tangled up in another player. Yeah, it looked a bit kind of clumsy before he booted Mane. But but, yeah, but the way it happened though. He's obviously, as you say, he booted Mane because he, he pulled his leg back to clear the ball. Yeah. But it was like in a second he had completely forgot Mane was even there. Mm, yeah. You can't you can't let a player leave your vision and think, oh, well, I can't he's see him, he's not there anymore. You yeah. have to be a bit more flexible than that because quite clearly he obviously didn't see him, as you say, and he just thought, right, I'm just going to clear this. Uh, and I, and I'm, I'm amazed that there's a debate that if that's a penalty or not because obviously he didn't mean to kick uh, Mane. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Pochettino hilariously said, I think I am happy with him. I think I thought it was a bit. I, I mean, it's a clear penalty. Whether yeah. he, whether he means that or not, he just he smashed the back of his calves. Mm. I mean, we, you know, we yeah. suggested, or I certainly did, that that Manny, the one against Leicester, I, I didn't think that was a penalty. That one, come on. Yeah, that is. Come a on. There's no. I, I, I'm surprised you, there's a debate. I didn't know there was a debate. No, there, yeah, okay, fine. Some people are piping up, are they? Yeah. People will do that, though, won't they? People. Yeah. I thought. I, I mean, just the reason I asked you a question about whether you genuinely thought Spurs were a lot better, and, and I suppose on one level I do sort of agree because they worked really hard and they and they the stayed in the there. game. Yeah. But Gazaniga was brilliant. He made yeah, so yes. many good saves. Very, very nearly um, got an assist as well. If, if Son had put that oh, away. Yeah. 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 Son, Son was 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 great, and 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 they kind of. They pressed a lot harder than we've seen. I mean, they, they went for a phase, didn't they, of, of pressing for like 40 minutes, mm-hmm. then taking their foot off the gas and getting undone. That, and that yeah. didn't happen. They you stayed in the game. 90, 
But they, well, they conceded a lot of uh, possession to Liverpool, which I guess maybe you'd expect at home. But I also thought the selection from Pochettino was a bit odd. I mean, I think you've got to have Ndombele in there. You have to pick him. I think he has to play every game. He came on, I think. He did come on, yeah. yeah. But he has to. for me, he has to start every game. Every game he's available for. Ericsson was abysmal. Like, I mean, he doesn't look interested at all. He's mm. clearly going to be off. I don't know why. Maybe it's because Lo Celso is not fully match fit yet. Uh, and obviously Lamella's injured again. So maybe you felt like he had no choice. Mm. You, know, you could possibly say that Ndombele, oh, but he played 90 minutes on Tuesday against Red Star. Well, so did Sissoko and he played the whole game. It's, Pochettino's got a weird blind spot of bedding in new signings really, really slowly. Mm. And he, he doesn't seem to want to deviate from that, which is the only reason I can think of why Ndombele is not playing. And I would also play Foy, play Juan Foy. I don't know, is he not available? Is he not, is he not um, fit? I mean, because he wasn't even in the squad. Um, to me, he's got to be someone who's got to be considered. He's got to play. Um, and he can play at right back. And he, I think he'd be a far more solid option than Aurier. Mm. I think I think Foyth has played right back for Argentina this season, mm. I think. Well, maybe so, Aurier, he's got a bit of pace, you know, so he's thinking about yeah. that Liverpool front three. But, you know, on, on reflection, with, with the way the penalty went and so on. You, Did you hear... Um, it's a fair question. It's his decisions, though. I mean, mm. Aurier's decisions, and that's what gets him in yeah, trouble. No, no, of course, yeah. Yeah. Did you hear Klopp's reaction to the to the performance? He loved it. He said, today we played so good. I really liked it. Yeah. I, I think... I, he's all right when they win. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it did feel a bit to me like, perhaps it's premature to say this, but it did feel a bit to me like, hey, this is the kind of performance like a title winning team put in. Yes. They go a goal down early, yeah. quite unfortunately, but they grind their way through it. I mean, time. someone like Henderson, who's there's been talk of him taking, spending a bit of time out the side. He pops up with a really important goal, his yeah. first for ages, mm-hmm. as you say, and they grind out a win. You think, well, that's the kind of thing that champion, champions do, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I thought that very much as well. Um, but yeah, it was a good win for Liverpool. And uh, Mane's penalty, it was funny to see a goalkeeper stay there. Salah's penalty. Yeah. Salah, sorry, yeah, sorry yeah. Mane won the penalty, uh, yeah. Salah's penalty. It's funny when you see a goalkeeper stand there and then when the penalty isn't hit in the corner, you think, oh, you could have got, got it. But then, of course, <laughs> it's, it's so simple to say that because you, you really have to kind of... You can't react to the penalty being taken. I think that's... Uh... No, but that's the thing. It happened with the Milivievich penalty as well. Yeah. Against Arsenal, I know we'll come on yeah. to talk about that. But if you, if you... It's two schools of thought. If you think he's looked what the keeper's doing with his body weight mm. and he's put it the other way, or you can say... He's a bit fortunate there because that was a nice height for the keeper. Mm. And if a keeper just goes the right way, he saves that. Because mm. it was quite... It, Hot, about about three feet off the ground, the traditional in quotes no, nice Sa- height for I think a keeper. Salas was along the ground. Oh, Milivio, Milivio, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, um, I really like Gazaniga, by the way, as well. I don't want that to go unsaid. I know some yeah. people think he's a bit hot and cold, but whenever I've seen him, he's been fantastic. I think it, this is a really good chance for him to stake a claim to to keep that position as well, because obviously Lloris uh, is going to be out for a while, and he does have mistakes in him. We've we've seen that from Lloris, and it has cost Spurs a lot of times in the past. Obviously, he's a very good goalkeeper, but Gazaniga has got to look at this as you know what. There's a lot of change happening at Spurs, and this might be an opportunity for him to really nail down that position as his own. Should he start playing like little tricks on Lloris? Uh, oh, I, I could not encourage that enough. Yeah, yeah. and bucket, other players in the squad. <laughs> Say again. Bucket and doors. Yeah, fake yeah. chewing gum. Yeah, little uh, changing all the names in his phone. Hot sweets. Yeah, changing his changing his wife's number Ooh. for his dad's number. Yes. yes. When he's in the shower, putting shower gel in his hair. Keep End doing it. Shower gel. Keep yeah. doing it. Yeah. I, I think that second George keeper should be killing to his family. <laughs> Are they killing his own family to show that he doesn't give a shit? Yeah. Um, Come under the, under the prank. Yeah. <laughs> does he want to be a Premier League footballer, doesn't he, Marcus? Exactly. Well, yeah. Does he want to warm the bench all his career? Yeah. I yeah. fear you, that you, his Premier League status will be taken away from him. Or does he, he want to warm his hands on Loris's house? Oh. Loris wakes fire. up one morning, Gazaniga's chopped both his hands off. 
<laughs> like, see a goalkeeper now, mate. Yeah. Mm, just taking a turn, everybody. Holds, it, to be like, holds his hands in like, training, just going, Way. Yeah. I've got two extra ones, I don't even need them. Loris having to be like the higher, saving everything with his feet. Yeah, graft Loris's hands onto the side of his body. Yes. Let it be like the big boss in Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Exactly. Goro. 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 Yeah. You've, 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 they've got him. Yeah. Uh, but I would like to make a point. Andy Goral. Andy Goral. <laughs> <laughs> about Alison Becker. Yes. Mm. Uh, Looks like he's just woken up. <laughs> always. He does, yeah. 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 But Wasn't he's him always in that alert. video. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's always alert. For Liverpool fans, they will love seeing him back here between the sticks. Now, Adrian did well. There was the odd mistake. But you think to yourself about that sort of title winning business. And Klopp played down the title as he, as he should yeah. uh, and as he will. Because he knows Leicester are on the verge. Yeah. Well, he knows that Leicester need to be put away and that's yeah. going to take the whole season to try and do that. Yeah, but yeah. He doesn't but, want to wake up Jamie Vardy. No, certainly. No. But, uh, <laughs> what do you think of Jamie Vardy? He's excellent. He's really, really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, he's a Premier League winner, of course. Jim knows how Indeed. to win it. But uh, Alison Becker, with with regards to you know Liverpool hardly dropping any points, obviously that's that period where they go away to the, the Club World Cup that we spoke about. But if your opposition, you know, Alison Becker coming into that side gives them so much because he is possibly the best goalkeeper in the world right now, yeah. certainly among the best. And so for a period of time when he wasn't there and Adrian came in, who's a perfectly decent Premier League goalkeeper, they didn't lose any points, so they're even better. I know he's yeah. been in there, it's not his first game. But even better. Even better. Is you, is you, if you're a Liverpool fan, are you thinking, get me miles away from it, as far away as possible from that Club World Cup? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't want the team going no. anywhere near yeah. it. No, absolutely. Given their situation and how long it's taken them to win the league, I mean, surely you don't want them anywhere near that. No. Get Adrian in for that one. Yes, just send yeah. him to do it on his Up own. Front. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Uh, let's move on to uh, Chelsea beating Burnley 4-2 away. Another win for Lampard. He was absolutely delighted yeah. with his team. I'm rightly like, so. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But in the uh, post-match interview, when he was asked, he's trying to keep that kind of uh, typical sort of uh, manager um, sort of poker face, you know. Mm. And then it, well, but he just he just couldn't stop smiling going, <laughs> yeah, I, I I just thought we were brilliant. And I, I thought, oh, God, yeah. you, so I no can't hold that against anybody. Absolutely. <laughs> they've, won, they've won their last seven games. Yes. And, and, and these are the kind of matches that they should be winning. Burnley, like to a lesser, mm-hmm. lesser extent, uh, Newcastle and stuff like that. It's it's looking pretty good for them. Yeah. Uh, again, to a lesser got... extent, Newcastle. Sorry, Newcastle are always to a lesser extent. It's not. As oh, in... you mean it was it, the, the Burnley or Burnley? It's not as harder. impressive to beat Newcastle. Yes, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. It's not that hard, Mark. I thought yeah. you were saying the opposite. No, I thought as well. Yeah, I thought <laughs> that as well. You phrased it in quite a strange way, Peter. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, um, but you're right, Pete. You know, I was just going to say, you know that um, apart from the first, it's weird because the first 10 minutes Burnley were quite decent. Yeah. And the last 10 minutes Burnley were decent, mm-hmm. but Chelsea dominated everything in between. But they that. put it to bed. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Please for Pulisic as well. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. And it, it was a really great hat trick. I mean, obviously there's a deflection in there and, and uh, whatnot, but it was excellent. And what a great thing for him to hang his hat on, like mm. to, to be able to actually, it feels like he's just part of that setup now and an extra asset for Lampard. He's got mm. so many options there. And the goals as well were obviously the, the Jay Rodriguez goal was fantastic. And um, uh, Dwight McNeil's had a bit of a tricky deflection on it, didn't it? So mm. uh, one of the criticisms that everyone had of, of Chelsea at the start and why they started off being so entertaining was they looked like they were going to concede a lot of goals mm. as well. But Lampard seems to very quickly tighten that up. I yeah. think those two goals in this game are a little bit of an anomaly. Yeah. Well, they kind um, of switched off a bit. Yeah. Uh, they'd won but the Rodriguez's game, yeah. goal, I mean... It's a beauty, yeah. You can't really... But they didn't get out to him, did they? 
No, uh, yeah, I mean, Truth. you can always find something, or, yeah. or usually find something. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you have a few minutes to go. For Gary never went through that phase where he, he was complaining about every goal. <laughs> he, he ended up getting his time himself up with such a knot. He said that yeah. our goalkeeper should save every shot. Yeah, that's that. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. Every game should be nil now. It's like when Sunes called called the six yard box the small the goalkeeper's small the goalkeeper's box. small box. Yeah, yeah, they get they get tied up in knots sometimes. Well, because you're talking that much on television, it's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> Kieran uh, on the emails asks whether this is a doubly perfect hat trick. Because uh, he scored his three goals consecutively without yeah. any other goals coming mm. between them, uh, and he scored left, right, and head in that order as well. Is it doubly, doubly perfect? I think so. Yeah, that's good. Doubly, doubly perfect. And, and the header was great because he literally just threw any part of his head at <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was a lovely but one. It's, it's great for Pulisic. We were talking last week, weren't we, about the fact that there's been talk about whether he'll go on loan. Yet he forces his way into the side essentially mm-hmm. by coming on and, and setting up that goal for Bashawai in the Champions League and a crucial yeah, yeah. one 0 away win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he forces his way into the team and um, gets a hat trick. He obviously got, can't leave yeah. him out now. Yeah, I don't think he was... I, I think it would have been very, very unlikely if he was going to go on loan. I think the only reason why he may well have done is that, uh, you know, if we fast-forwarded a couple of months mm. and he was hardly playing mm. and he was like, for crying out loud, you know, I've, I've got to play some kind of football. But Lampard mentioned about his tiredness and, and whatnot and I think he's been bringing him yeah. sort of slowly but surely into the side. He didn't have much of a pre-season, did he? Lampard did a, or a very good piece in The Athletic mm-hmm. uh, about so Lampard's like a week of off or something, yeah, didn't he? Exactly. Yeah. So, They've yeah. got, I mean, they started, uh, five... Young English players featured in that Chelsea game, yeah. which is amazing, really. Mm, amazing. Um, Callum Hudson, Callum Hudson Adoy, uh, was booked for diving by the referee. Sean Dyche wasn't happy with yeah. all that. I mean, it was funny because Sean Dyche said uh, he immediately went for the dive and said it's absolutely disgrace. Blah, blah 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 blah. And obviously, we don't want to see diving. And then at the end of the interview, he said, "Like, I don't want to derail this and sort of d- deflect from Chelsea's really, really good performance." And I thought to myself, you sort of have, but fair, <laughs> but fair play if you've got to be in your bonnet. Get yeah. it out, Sean. Yeah. Not when you're going home with that in your mind. No, exactly. Um, That's but, the main thing. Exactly. Yeah. But, but you know, I understand Dosh's gripe. Uh, I, I, I do think it's, it's unrealistic to suggest that, I mean, because Jim, just to pick up on something you said a second ago, which is that Chelsea seemed to have sorted their defensive thing out. I think it will ebb and flow, which is just mm. the nature of a young team and, and yeah, a fair. new manager. It happened at Derby a lot. They go through phases where they concede loads of goals. So I think that will happen. But the, the, the most important thing is, I mean, it doesn't really matter if they've won seven games in a row. I mean, if you keep winning games, it doesn't really matter, does it? No, and the biggest feather in their cap at the moment is they're on 20 points, same as Leicester City. Ooh, no, I mean, they could, it's dream stuff, isn't it? Yeah, they, they could only have dreamed pace, of it. Keeping pace with them, Jim. So I wonder if it'll be Leicester and Chelsea kind of Battling it out. Battling out for third. Who knows? Mm, There'll be twists and turns yet. There certainly will be, just like this podcast. And now it's time for a break. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back, everybody. Luke Moore, why don't you tell us about RambleLive.com? Oh, yes. Um, the, the shows are running out thick and fast now. We're in Norwich on Halloween on Thursday. Ooh. Then we go to Birmingham on the Friday. Ooh. Then we go to Salford on the Saturday. Uh, that is the last chance in the foreseeable future you're yep. going to get to see us yeah, in England. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to come, there's still some tickets available at RambleLive.com. Thank you to the people of Leeds and Newcastle oh. who ca- turned out in their hundreds and gave us a great night. Uh, and we hope we gave them a passable night too. Yeah, I just want to say on this that, that it, it was really bloody lovely that there's a Leeds and Newcastle. Yeah, it's great. Well. Really, really good. Thank you very much, everybody. And uh, I mean, so, many of you will have seen us live. Many of you won't have done. And as Luke says, for the foreseeable future, you know, we've done, you know, certainly for us, our standards, it's, it's quite an extensive tour of England. Yeah, that's right. Do get involved, by the way, because there are a handful of tickets left in some of these shows. And often <laughs> people come and say, and I'm going to sound a little bit self-indulgent now, but they say, Marcus, you are fantastic. No, they say, <laughs> uh, they say that, because um, it's a different... When are you going to get your chat sure? It, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's not the it's not the podcast live. It is a show. Yeah, it's exactly. a football ramble show. It's a, it's a different experience. Uh, and That's what uh, my mum and dad were saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think I think people sort of come along and go, oh, right, if I'd have known it was like this. Oh, someone said to me uh, after the Newcastle show, I came along. I'm a big fan of the show, mm. but I was nervous. I didn't know how it, how it was going to work on stage. Yeah, he knows now. He knows now. It? Yeah. It doesn't work. Uh, a belly full of laughs. <laughs> it's ramblelive.com <laughs> to get tickets. Of course, the week after that, we're doing New York City two nights, and then we're doing uh, Toronto and then Chicago. So our friends over the other side of the Atlantic, come see us as well. Ramblelive.com. And I must also very quickly, if I may, do a Betway 4 to score update. It's another rollover. Yeah, we This weekend well. coming is £225,000 yep. is the jackpot. It's completely free to play. All you need to do is go to betway.com forward slash four to score. Pick your four first goal scorers from the four games that Betway have selected and you could be in with a chance of winning £225,000. Um, Jamal Lascelles and Socrates killed it for us and for everyone uh, last weekend. Um, we went for Mane and Pookie, didn't we? Yeah. Um, uh, oh no, sorry, Townsend and Mane for those two games, but they yeah, yeah they killed it. So um, yes, yeah, it's, it's all to play for next week. Two two five thousand pounds. Um, tune in on Thursday to hear our selections for that one. That's betway.com forward slash four to score. And now it's time for emails with PTD. Well done. On the uh, Football Ramble Live situation, dear Ramblers, this is from Lean. Hello, Lean. As a long-time listener to the show, I'm very curious to see what you all look like in the flesh. I bought myself a ticket to the Ramble Live show in Antwerp on April uh, 17th next year. She just, want, she just wants to look at us. Just want to see what we look like. Some sort of Victorian freak show. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking more like Magic Mike, but no mind. Uh, being a female football fan, I'm used to uh, going to games as the only woman in the group, but finding company to the live show proved to be very hard, let alone finding a female friend to go with. Should any of you happen to know any Belgian women going to the show in Antwerp, I'd love to get into contact with them to share my love for the game and, of course, my favourite England-based football podcast. See you in Antwerp. Uh, greetings from a Belgian Spurs fan. Uh, Lean, uh, yeah, if anybody is 
in um, yeah. it's Flanders, isn't it? Flanders. Uh, We're doing some shows next year. Flanders in, females in Europe, and Antwerp is one of them. Ramblelive.com mm. is the place for those tickets as well. Get in touch. We'll hook you up. Uh, Justin says uh, it was mentioned on the show on Friday that Pete will be wearing a Halloween costume for your short in Norwich. Please tell me it's a ghost uh, with a green and yellow number twenty two on the back and your Timu spooky. Nice. nice. <laughs> quite a week, uh, eh? <laughs> <laughs> been quite a week for Pookie. It's been quite a month for Pookie. Yeah, yeah. we shouldn't have uh, said he was going to score. Uh, Ed, hello, Ramblers. Uh, during um, last week's loss against Sheffield United, Deeney gave uh, Freddie Unberg a yellow for breaking the fourth official. Almost 13 years since Master Mike Dean gave Unberg a yellow in a 3-1 loss away at Bolton. Do you think this is the longest period between yellow, uh, yellow cards from a player-slash-ref combination? <laughs> it must Very be. enjoyable. Jody Morris was another one, wasn't he? Was he? Jody Morris got booked by... But that was in Europe, though, so it, was, it won't have been an English ref. No, it was, but I think he would have been a longer amount of time between bookings. Right. Because he's older. Yeah. Oh, you mean by the, by the same referee, though? Oh, no, not the same referee, mm. no. To be honest, well, I was only half listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention. Uh, Kieran O'Donoghue, hello, Kieran. Uh, I'm from Sydney, Australia. Uh, I remember, actually, we mentioned that a little earlier on, so we don't need to put that in the show right now. It was about the perfect hat-trick. He thinks it's a perfect hat-trick. Yeah. And we're done with the email section. I'm going to press this jingle. Bye-bye. <laughs> because you did one of your emails before the email section. Yeah. That was a better place to put it, all right? Yeah, no, fair enough. That's fine. Mm. I've got no beef. Well done indeed. I had beef yesterday. But what, I beef what kind of beef? What do you have? Roast beef and horseradish, mate. Oh, oh nice. Cream of horseradish or just normal horseradish? Cream of horseradish. Nice! Do you mind cream of horse? It was when cream of horseradish came in, around about the same time as cloudy lemonade appeared. Right. In the, in the Donaldson household. Yeah. When it was in quick save. In, out in the, Couldn't out in come the, off um, the shelves quick enough. You what, asked what? us if we remember that. <laughs> yeah. Jim, do you what? remember being in my house in 1995? What was it Pete called his pantry? The courtyard. The courtyard. courtyard. <laughs> Keep it in the courtyard. Little courtyard. Keep the cloud lemonade in the courtyard at Christmas. With my courtiers. Yeah. yeah. It's lovely to meet your mum and dad, by the way. Yeah. First time we met them. He does also wear. He's uh, he reckons it's because he doesn't want to go on statins. But uh, lovely parents. You've I will got be going through his medicine they cabinet. Such, they are such <laughs> nice people. Yeah, they must be so yeah. disappointed. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> How are you? You're such a strange creature. As I said at the Newcastle show, I looked up at my dad and it looked like Bill Elliott's dad looking down, (laughs) disappointed in what his son is doing. And and I think that they can find solace in the fact that they also have a daughter. Yeah. 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 Absolutely right. Who's provided them with a grandchild. Yes. Uh Well, were they as disappointed as those Arsenal fans, Peter? Yeah. Rubbish. Because Arsenal drew two all. They threw away a two-goal lead at home to Crystal Palace. But that's Palace for you, you see? That's Palace for you. This is what I said, you know, against Manchester City when Ben Teke had that header. That was the yeah. moment, but Man City was... And we should have asked for some tips from... Well, I, love it. Have done. I love this. You look through the headlines on Monday morning of this game yeah. and it'll be Emery on the brink, Shaka boozes, tells his own fans to F off, goes to the ramble, great result for Roy. Well, <laughs> no, actually, at the top of the show, I said Palace dropped points. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, they would be disappointed in that, won't they? <laughs> and they were a little bit, a bit disappointed. But I suppose, though, Arsenal, you know, when all said and done, they probably are a superior side to Crystal Palace. Mm. And they were 2-0 up. So, you know, probably a point gained by Palace. But Arsenal, Jim... Um, so you were at the game, were you not, Jimbo? I was. More of the same. It was a bad evening for Arsenal. It truly, truly was. I was having good, a bad weekend evening. anyway, right? Good evening. Um, I, I very much didn't tell any of you about this at the weekend because I wanted to, to. didn't want to take away your opportunity to react to it live. On Saturday night, I thought I'd have a quiet night in. Mm. Uh, ordered a pizza, feeling lazy. As I'm walking up the stairs, the pizza slips out of my hand. Oh, uh, to try and save the pizza, I lose my balance and smash my funny bone 
into a window frame, spend the evening in A&E, uh, have it x-rayed, and uh, the nurse says, it's just a really bad bang. So, wow. yeah, I was wow. having, a, having a bad, stupid weekend. How long were you in A&E for? About three hours. I'm not being Bloody funny, yeah. Jim. You do go to the hospital quite a lot. I know. You went for a spelk last time. Yeah. I, a spelk? A spelk. Yeah, like a um, thing in your finger. A splinter. splinter. A splinter. I did go, okay, but the people on bloody NHS Direct told me to, right? And like, I, they I, always I, I even that. said, are you sure? And I said, did yeah, that's what it says here. They're always going to say that. I've just got a bit of a cough. Yeah, get yeah. down there. So so anyway, stop I, bothering triage. So anyway, that's what I'm saying. I, I can't move my arm properly and I'm looking forward to going to the game and that was naive, wasn't <laughs> it? That was naive. Even at 2 Did you lose up. the pizza? Uh, no, the pizza was fine, actually. I want that's to make right. it very clear as well. I don't blame the pizza. Um, yeah, so right. Pizza so and I have a long-standing so relationship that can never be broken. <laughs> you, did, you didn't pizza lose the pizza, so it doesn't pizza. sound like it was that much of a disaster. It's just a no, bad it wasn't. Bang. It wasn't. It was you, exactly. It was just, it's a, just bad a bang. bang. You need to stop putting so much pressure on the NHS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. What, um, was, on, what was on the pizza? Uh, um, I went. Yeah, let's, let's fuck it away from that. Under that. Yeah. Yes. Um, Why? I wonder what's so the pizza. We got a, a captain of Arsenal booing his own fans. So let's let's start with that, right? Shaka wasn't booing the Arsenal fans. He might as well have been. He told the fuck off. It's far worse. That's the ultimate boo. That's a big bang. So yeah. <laughs> to start with, to start with the Jaka situation. Now his his name was was mildly jeered when it was read out before the game, mm. and in the, in the in a game against Aston Villa as well. Um, it was it, come on boys, let's give him a mild jeering. Yeah, in, well, exactly. Yeah, let's show the riffraff in the away end how to behave with some quiet decorum. Um, but yeah, uh, he was he was he was jeered off the pitch uh, in that game as well. Where his substitution was celebrated, and I think one of the things that you have to think about as well is. Is, is is what football fans are like off the pitch now. And uh, Granit Xhaka is, has a new baby. And um, uh, it, some of the comments on his Instagram, when he, he posted a picture of him mm. with his new baby sleeping on him recently, he said, I hope this means you're on paternity leave. One says, please don't play. Uh, these are all, obviously mm. a lot of the milder ones. And that is a man trying to share a very, very like personal moment that has nothing to do with football. And I, I know you put stuff out there and you invite comments on it, but I think the way the way a lot of modern football fans behave on the internet is so frustrating. And I, mm. I think this reaction comes as much from that mm. as it did in the stadium. And I think Xhaka probably should have done better um, to, to stop um, James MacArthur. But he also, he assisted Socrates' goal. Yep. And it, it's not like he had a particularly bad game. And it was, I just, I, I really felt for him in the moment. That said, the reaction's ridiculous. There's going to be repercussions, but I feel like that is the reaction of a man who doesn't care, who's sort of at the so end of his tether. It's been reported today that a couple of his, a couple of the, uh, his teammates have gone around to see him. Yeah, he's very popular apparently. What's that? What's that noise? Can you hear a magical who's, noise? Whose phone's gone off? It's not mine. Who knows what's happening oh, there? On... Oh, it's it's the oh it's my the, god! It's the WhatsApp, it's the WhatsApp phone. phone. It's the WhatsApp taking phone a call for our uh, Patreon listeners. Answer it. Well, who's don't got the number? Don't answer that. Why? Because it'll this be weird. bad news. Yeah, mm. amazing. All right, anyway. Um, there's this talk today that... Um, thanks to our patron listeners, by the way. Yeah. Patreon.com forward slash football round with Daily. You, you can have a chance to <laughs> call us like <laughs> Ronald Jacker is now, yeah. Um, there's, there's talk that... It's been reported today that some teammates have gone around there to talk to him. Yeah. and He's and very I'm, popular in the dressing room. I'm sure he is. And it'll be it'll, it'll blow over, I'm sure. I don't, I don't think... I think people are going a bit over the top saying, oh, he played his last game for the club. I don't think that's the case. I've had one hour sleep. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. genuinely that might be a big part of it, but um, <laughs> I think so much of this is, is of Emery's doing. Like this whole five captains thing is absurd. Well, what and I was just going to go on to say was because it is relevant to this. It's just that there, there's been some talk apparently. So David Ornstein did a really interesting piece of that on it. Said that there are some players in the dressing room who feel like the instructions that they've been given are unclear. Mm-hmm. They don't really know what type of football you they're can supposed to be playing, and so that's kind of a that's kind of a, a contributing factor to it as well. But I don't know if you guys feel this way. I'd be interested in your in your thoughts on this. 
if you were going to cross over the line and roundly boo your team's mm. captain when he gets subbed off, don't uh, you, you're entitled to do that. I mean, you've paid your money, but don't complain if he if he gives you a bit back. Well, I, I, I think that's absolute I, bullshit. I, I think it's absolutely hypocritical nonsense to complain about the way he's behaved. How dare you? I I, I, I actually I, feel I feel really sorry for for, for Jack. So I, I, I do feel though by trudging off the pitch incredibly slowly in a game where Crystal Palace were employing some time-wasting tactics and, you know, it was in a, in a, a quite urgent situation. Mm. That, that was silly. And I, sure, don't know why but I, I, think, I think it's piss poor of the Arsenal fans to boom, to be perfectly honest with you. And I, I have real sympathy for Xhaka. Can you imagine a whole stadium booing you now? Of course. Uh, I don't have to. I, I, I was there. Yeah. I saw it. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> but Marcus, <laughs> but being in the thick of that, I mean, uh, of course you're going to... I mean... The way the atmosphere is, Marcus, what yeah. about this? If he jogged off really quickly, yeah. people go, look at him, he can't wait to get off. Yeah, yeah I know, this is, this is the thing. There's just, that, there's just that feeling at the moment, isn't there? Can I interest you in this scene that somebody uh, tweeted out saying, oh, this is such a disgusting display uh, from Arsenal. And then you sort of zoom in. Uh, behind uh, Emery's head, and someone is wearing an Arsenal robe. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Wait, Arsenal dressing, like dressing like gown, like a toweling, super soft fleece dressing gown that you can yeah. buy on the Arsenal cool. uh, site. Yeah, interesting. I understand. I understand that Arsenal fans getting a bit annoyed with with Xhaka and so on, but is it really him? Who, who is no. the problem? Well, I, I always feel like really acceptable. I, <laughs> Mustafi might need a run in the team to take a bit of pressure <laughs> off of him, but I think like <laughs> Mustafi was the lightning rod for all of this last season, and, mm. and it's now moved on to Jacker. And I think it's I, I think there's a generation of Arsenal fans who've never known anything but frustration. Yeah. Maybe it's how they show their love. But I, don't, it's, <laughs> it's, I just think that when these when teams are global, not superpowers, but they're in they're in Europe pretty much every year. I know they've had mm. a couple of years out and stuff, but like. Everyone's got a bloody opinion on Arsenal. Everyone's got a bloody opinion on Manchester United. The yeah. players just can't. Win. They're a big club, <laughs> but you, you have to you have to wonder what, for example, Martinelli's got to do to get a run in the team after playing so well in Europa. Well, you have I, to wonder what type of football Arsenal play. It's very difficult to put your well, finger on that. Yeah, there is. I think there's a, there's an issue with the Europa League players, which is because the games come so thick and fast. If they play on a Thursday, it's hard to play them on a Sunday and some of them are getting stuck in that cycle. That's why Kieran Tierney came <sighs> off, I would think. Martinelli's 18. He is, but, you know, I mean... That doesn't mean you don't that you don't need to be managed in 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 that sort of way. So yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see a little bit more of him as well. We didn't even didn't even make it off the bench the other day, but I think this is it. it it's it's so confusing under Emery and his management of this situation with uh, with Meza Özil in particular is is really poor. He's the senior one there. You know, he's clearly it seems like Özil's being frozen out probably because he's earning so much money that the, you know they they want to get shot. But what that team is crying out for is a playmaker. Now Josh friend of the Ramble who I went to the game with made the point that with you know two goals and, and a disallowed goal which we'll come on to from from set pieces shows that this is a team that needs a playmaker. Danny Ceballos is not quite that sort of player. He carries the ball very well and uh, and he's very good at distributing it, but he's not really someone that you have in that hole. And Urzo is the only realistic candidate for that. Mm. And it's it's just sort it out, manage the situation. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> what about that? Uh, you know, Wilfred Zahar business where obviously he was it was given a penalty and was overturned. Yeah. I thought it was <clears> a penalty <throat> in the moment. I have to it's say, like the referee, referees, have, VAR's gone mad again. It's like <laughs> people have complained for so long mm. that they're not nothing's been overturned because the threshold's too high. Now everything's been overturned. Yeah. How, how you can say that that Keane penalty again in the Brighton game, that the, the Zaha one and all these ones were more clear and obvious than the one on that was a Watford player the week before. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolutely yeah, ridiculous. There, there seems to be no consistency with apparently, it. As well. Apparently, the um, the ch- I think it's the chairman or anyway, the the top brass representative of each Premier League club are meeting in their biannual meeting this week, 
And I think Harney agenda is going to be vile. I think it's going to be a lot of. It's just going to be like, it's gone all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's enjoying apparently it? they believe that they think it is going all right, and and there's, there's absolutely nothing in the rules from the Premier League that stop referees going over to the pitch side monitor. So I don't know why the, the fourth official well, doesn't do I, that. I, I, well, yeah, just getting extra pair of eyes on it. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, I, to be honest with you, yeah, I'm, I'm quite glad that the referees are not going. I thought about this on the weekend. I'm glad the referees aren't going over to check the TV because the person who takes the heat is not in the stadium. Mm. And the last thing we need is more heat on the referees. And if the referee goes over and checks the monitor and decides, no, I'm going to give that as a penalty, then he goes, well, how can he do that? He's yeah. bloody seen it, blah, blah, blah. I think it makes the whole thing worse. So this, this crying out for the referee to go and watch the monitor, I, I actually, I don't I, think I, I that do I do understand that the referee's kind of authority is being challenged when, if a, li- if a linesman, if, if, if a fourth official spots something, yeah. your authority's already getting of mugged course. off yeah, by the yeah, fact yeah. that the guy's bloody close. Exactly. He's kicking it down the road, aren't you? Wasn't it, <laughs> Was wasn't uh, was it the Arsenal Palace game when Mark Dean was for the VARF? Yeah, he, was, he had a busy weekend. Old Take Dean, it up right? with Deeney. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, um, there's, a, there's a point to be made on this, I think, because I think if you look at um, the Zaha one, the Keane one, there's one or two others as well, and particularly, by the way, I think the Bertrand sending off mm-hmm. as well in the Southampton game. You look at that was sent off by VAR, wasn't it? He looked at that that's again. Mm. I think you have to. I mean, there's a part of it when it comes to red cards where if you look at it in slow motion. It looks dreadful, yeah. Yeah. but the referee has to referee it in the context of the game. The only the only way you could sort of argue differently is if the referee is explicitly saying to the VAR official, "I didn't see it. Yeah. You need yeah. to help me here." And then I think he's got to look at the monitor. Mm. But I think in the, in the in the natural ebb and flow of the game, if the referee's got a good view of it, I don't even know if you need the VAR. I, I just don't know if you. You, need are, you it. either have it, or you don't. So if the referee says, but, "Oh, yeah. you, you know." Unless you have a sort of a cricket situation where you have a, two challenges or something, but then it gets a bit mm. sort of uh, funny. I thought the Socrates uh, goal that was chalked off. I mad. Can, but so I can, mad worst, decision. The worst decision. But I've I can seen see this how season. that's given but as a obviously foul. Obviously, my hat is by but, Really? Yes, absolutely. Are you, is, are you to me serious? That's, yes, to me, that's a fact. Milivojevic, his leg is taken away from him. He's, no, but he's, he's been bundled into all over the place. Look, Chambers. I mean, I, I think there's but an the, argument I Chambers agree, has but, fouled himself. But you're both, missing the, you're both missing the point entirely anyway. You're both completely missing the point because the VAR situation. Well, you are because the VAR situation is if it's clear and obvious. Yeah, and it's, and it's not clear and obvious. Well, no, that so it's, it's not a VAR decision. But to, me, but to me, it was quite obvious that he was fouled. No, I think, Mark, I think that's absolute nonsense. Yes! Absolute wow. nonsense. Oh, I'm taking my top off! I, I understand you, oh. but you can see that Chambers clearly so takes... Horny. I don't think there's image. anything clear about it. I would agree with Luke on that. And I think it's, it's not I, a foul. I, it's I, not a foul well, this at all. Well, this is the point of You're the, the only are. person I've seen make that point as well after it. I haven't seen anyone else... Yeah. In your land of milk and honey, <laughs> I, see. I haven't seen anyone else say that either. But it doesn't mean it's not a vote. To, 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 to me, take, I think you takes... might, have you watched the wrong highlights? <laughs> Is this an earlier South Korea North Korea game? You know who you sound like? <laughs> the people on the internet. Do I? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I. The reason why I think it, I can understand why it was given as a foul was because Milivojevic says he's trying to get the ball away. Chambers uh, fouls and and, and the, the, there's a foul on his left leg, which which was standing. But of course, if it wasn't, uh, if the goal was allowed to stand. I wouldn't have any complaints with it mm. either because it was a bit of a tricky one. But I can understand why it was given as a foul. But this is the thing. With football, the decisions are not obvious like they are. Did the ball cross the line or was it mm. Especially LBW when that is supposed to be the, yeah, the usage of VAR. As but you, but you, if you, if one case, if you can, if you can one hand say it was obvious and then say, but if it wasn't given as a foul... 
mm-hmm. um, you would you would understand. Then surely it can go either way. So yeah. it's, it's not it's not acceptable to be reviewed by VAR then. Mm. That's not what VAR was designed for. Well, well, this is the thing. I mean, yeah, exactly. This this feeds into this debate, which we trust the people in their bi yearly meetings. You wonder you wonder whether what they need to do is roll it back, say we're going to bring it in for offsides only, yeah. and we're going to get that right. Mm-hmm. We're going to smooth that out, and then we'll think about moving it into that. And you do it in a kind of creeping way to make it interesting. And 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 not to make it interesting, sorry, but to make it solid mm-hmm. before you just go right. We're going to use it for everything all the time mm. because, I mean, the, the Keane one, the, the Michael Keane one, you can it, understand. It, I, I mean, see, it does stand on it, sure. And so you can understand referee perhaps giving a foul, not giving a foul, mm. but that doesn't make it clear and obvious. No. That's not that's not what it, we were told think, it was designed yeah, but for. I think the words clear and obvious they've they've made a rough for their own mm. back. They have, yeah, and they, Which, they seem to be ignoring that as well. Yeah, I think do. what's happened is it's gone to to the VAR referee and that's Mike Dean and his verdict is Arsenal absolutely do not deserve to win this game chuck that off (laughs) I wasn't clattering on (laughs) Uh, one thing we should say is uh, put your top back on okay uh, put a top back on now Manchester United were were a lot improved uh, against Norwich City they uh, they they really were good but old Tim Cruel Yes, love yes. it. Now people are saying, but he's VAR, the penalty star. Well, pe- people are saying VAR should have he, he moved off his line. They they stipulated yeah. that VAR will not be used mm. to pull up keepers going uh, jumping off their line. So that's why if you you have a problem with that, the first one he was there. definitely off his line. But two great set. We know he's a good penalty stopper, Peter. Mm. You he saw came him on against of, Costa Rica, exactly in the World Cup uh, in 2014, all mm. those years ago. But you you saw him a lot at Newcastle, and you love a bit of Crulo, Crulo. I, I think he's an excellent goalkeeper, although mm-hmm. his delivery is not great. <laughs> Don't okay. be cruel. Did you see what um, Daniel Farker said after the game? We didn't do the topics. Well. It was it was along those lines actually. Oh. He said we were not major enough in the first half. We not major. Not we were not major enough. Not major enough. Oh. Wow, I love that. Well, I it's seven. like happy, like major, minor, key know. kind of thing. Well, look, we're, we're, you know, we're in Norwich on Thursday night, and I, one or two Ipswich fans might think, "Oh, they're going to take the piss out of us." So I won't go. Well, Ipswich, you know, you're flying high. Yeah, and Norwich are losing games. You know exactly. So what would you rather have? Exactly. Mm. So there you are. You see, but yeah, well done, uh, Tim Cruel. Let's go to the Championship, shall we? There was a derby. There was a couple of derbies there. Preston North End beating Blackburn Rovers three-two. Big win for Preston. They're on twenty-five points, just ahead of Leeds on goal difference, uh, and they're two points behind Billich's West Brom. Preston going well. Could they get into the uh, into the Premier League, into England's top flight for the first time in a very long time? Well, Alex Neil was um, unhappy with their first half performance, and of course they turned it around and and, and won the game in the end. <clears throat> He's an interesting character, Alex mm. Neil. He came in uh, obviously. He, ma- he started managing Hamilton Ackies at a very young age. Oh, I think yeah. He was like just about thirty. Well, or he's still quite young now. He is exactly. And then obviously Norwich poached him. He got them promoted to the Premier League. They went down at first time of asking, and he was treated very harshly. And this is something I'm missing here. Norwich fans will be able to tell me, but I think they were they were eighth in the table after being relegated. That, that he got he got sacked, mm. and obviously he went on to uh, to manage Preston a, a while a few months later. And they're doing and they're doing pretty well. I mean, I think he's still in his thirties now, old Neilo. Yeah. He's yeah, I was just checking. He's thirty eight, <laughs> Neilo. Um, so he's he's exciting, still an exciting young manager. And mm. I think if he could deliver them some kind of um, playoff finish or something like that I think that'd be very very to, decent to be honest like starting the game like as they did like Rudd scoring on goal in the first minute like, <laughs> yeah. this is less than optimal <laughs> yeah right <laughs> a lovely winning goal though <laughs> it was. Uh, but yeah they're second in the league they're on the same points as Leeds and, and Swansea City it's packed in there it's packed mm. uh, as in, you'd expect this time of the five season five points separate first and eleventh one of the great things about the championship table when you look at it obviously if you look at the Premier League table mm. uh, and you've got the form it's one that has the form table 
know, the top teams tend to be, there's a lot of green, there's a lot of wind in there. Yes. Um, but in the championship table, it's, it's really not like that. No, it's sort it of isn't. scattered about everywhere, even at the top. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's so many teams, you know, Sheffield Wednesday and Bristol and, and Fulham QPR. But uh, Sheffield Wednesday themselves, they drew nil-nil with Leeds. Uh, on the weekend, uh, the Yorkshire Derby, or a Yorkshire Derby, mm. depending on uh, w- w- where you are there. Uh, two great performances from the keepers, though. They, mm. they were absolutely brilliant. Uh, but disappointing, though, that there wasn't a goal. But when the goalkeepers are in that kind of form, gentlemen. Would Fulham be disappointed to not get a win at Middlesbrough? Or? Fulham will be delighted with a point. You ready? Considering, okay. considering their goalkeeper was sent off after about oh, 15, 20 that. minutes. Was he? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a brilliant point. Really well, then. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. a brilliant point. I didn't see the game. Uh, I mean, I think Mitro had a chance, um, but... Uh, yeah, Middlesbrough, I think Fulham just thought, right, let's just contain them, you know, because it was such mm. a uh, shock to the system. But Marcus Bettinelli came on, kept mm. a clean sheet. Um, and uh, carried because, on the clean sheet. Because I laughed at Southampton so much, Portsmouth were able to grab a draw from mm. the hands of a victory with a last-minute own goal <laughs> from their goalkeeper. So Probably nice. worth it, though. You'd Normal probably swap that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would have taken that yeah. weekend, wouldn't you? Normal services resumed. <laughs> Indeed, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah did you guys see that... Um, Chris Kamara is bringing out a Christmas album. Oh, wow. no. tis the season. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of the troubly. I know it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I know it might be surprising to some, said Chris. But anyone who knows me um, will tell you that I'm a big fan of big band music. Yeah, oh yeah, right, okay. So he's got an album coming out called "Here's to Christmas." I'm not recommending you buy it. It's not a plug. I'm just sort of putting it out. <laughs> I like there. to think this is funded by his friend Steve Gibson. And he got a skill with the Middlesbrough uh, chairman. Might well be. Yeah. But he's got a p- proper recording contract and everything. And the reason you can't be a- angry with Chris is because he- he's enthusiastic and really excited about everything he does, isn't he? Yeah. He's got a bit of the Ian Wright about him mm. in that way. Mm. And so good on him. That's what I say. Cammy Davis Jr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Why not? Eh? Why not? Exactly, Mark. Uh-huh. Very indeed, good. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Peter. <laughs> Hello. Did you see the story about Mike Ashley? Oh, I saw it. I did see the story of Mike <laughs> Ashley. I'd love to know real. your thoughts. Mike Ashley wanted a meeting with Donald Trump, it turns out. <laughs> yeah, of course he did. Which I am fairly certain he probably would have got with just a Newcastle shirt with Trump written on the back. Yeah, Because he yeah. likes the red carpet rolled out. He likes all that bollocks. I so it came for like, Giuliani, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think he had a meeting set up with Rudy Giuliani. And but it's about, because isn't Giuliani consulting for a firm that Ashley's in talks with? Uh, regarding a tape of an American sports brand. I mean, let's be honest, just before we go to uh, uh, the States and Canada to do our Uh shows out there, this has come as welcome news, hasn't it? (laughs) But it would have been a real meeting of minds, because of course, Mike Ashley, famous power drinker, Donald yes, Trump drink famously teetotal. Yeah. So, yeah. Lots yeah, of but, fed though. But do you not think, yeah. though, if Mike Ashley was out on the piss with Donald... I oh, know he wouldn't be if they were no, having a exactly. meeting. Mike Ashley would still want to throw up in a fireplace. <laughs> right, I think yeah. Trump would rise to that. I think it's a, it bears comparison with famous power drinker Pete Donaldson and famous yeah. teetotaler Marcus Brothers. Yeah, so you're yes. Donald Trump of the, of the, of the show. This, oh, this, on, he matches me tango to Stella, does Spelzy. Yeah. Would you rather be Donald Trump or Mike Ashley? <laughs> you, you, annoyingly, you have to go with Ashley. You do, <laughs> don't you? Which is a rare situation. Yeah. How about you, Pete? Well, President of the free world. Come on, Donnie, you're having that. Think of the power. <laughs> With Mike think Ashley. of the power drinking. Think yeah. of the power in the northeast. Yeah. <laughs> you could drink so much more if you were Ashley. <laughs> yeah. There we yeah. go. There are, you see. Um, oh, did you know. see uh, those those two Liverpool fans who um, spent the evening watching Liverpool beat Genk on TV in Ghent? <laughs> nice. And they went oh, to the wrong no. city oh, by mistake. Oh dear. Is, yeah, I think not Belgium. Ideal, is I, it? I did see the story, and they're 80 miles apart. The two towns. Yeah. I think they need to sort their admin out because that is very, very, very similar. Poor. Yeah. yeah, I'm it, surprised more people didn't do that actually. It happened, Marcus. Do you remember? This is a this is a very niche um, 
uh, very niche kind of mention, but very, very quickly. There was some kind of performing act that was supposed to happen at our student union, yeah, and they went yeah. to Farnborough, Kent, yes. instead of Farnborough in Hampshire. I did, so it can happen. It can happen. There's lots mm. of places with the same names. You've got to get your admin right, Although, but yeah. Belgium could perhaps help them out. But they are different names, though. Yeah. True. They are. To be fair... Um, <laughs> they've looked at the first three letters and gone, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll do. To be fair, KAA Ghent um, were playing Wolfsburg in Europa League uh, the mm-hmm. next evening and they extended an invitation to them to attend the match. I don't know if they took that up, but that's, that's, nice, that's nice, isn't it? That so, is yeah. nice. Yeah. That I, is I, nice. Can I list my favourite Belgian cities? No. Yes. Ghent, sure. then probably Antwerp, then Bruges. Hang on, probably. No, I not you, Bruges. You, no, no, then you Brussels, You said it then like Bruges. you'd already sort of formalised this and yeah, I've, yeah. I'm dying to say this and then you're a bit... Ghent... Antwerp, yes. Brussels, right. Bruges. Brussels ahead of Bruges. Yeah. You're mad. What I do? Bru- Bruges is the best city in Belgium by a million miles. No, a no. million miles. It's, it's cool. too, too touristy. I've not been to any. Bit obvious, mate. So. Yeah. <laughs> too many alcoves. Sometimes many the, the, alcoves. they're obvious for a reason. The thing is, the thing mm. is, Pete, you only spend your time between an Airbnb and an indie bar. Yeah. So it's not, it doesn't matter Correct. if it's too touristy, does it? Well, Gen- to be Gen- fair, Gen- it, it, I mean, it was Pete's ranking. and he Pete's, ranked It's your list, to be fair. It's your list. It's your ranking. Uh, Bruges and then literally and nowhere then else. Been nowhere else. <laughs> yeah, no, I have. I've been. I've been to a few different places. They're all boring. Oh, don't tell about Antwerp. <laughs> no, we're going to jazz it up by going to Antwerp. Ramblelive.com to get your tickets. See how we do it. Damn right. Okay, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, let us leave you now before we uh, offend Belgians anymore. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there's a lot going on there at the moment. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Oh my God, we're leaving already. Yeah, yeah. All right then. There we are. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Jim, what was on that pizza? Seriously. <laughs> it was uh, the Texas barbecue. Thank you. <laughs> this was a Stakhanov production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.